welcome to My Guest Needs an Introduction, the show where my guest needs an introduction. Today, my guest hails from Louisville, Kentucky, and is a junior majoring in theater and broadcast journalism. Welcome, Gage. Thanks, Bonnie. I'm excited to be here. All right. So, Gage, um, I know you're a part of the Singing Hoosiers, and that's something that takes up a lot of your time. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm in the Singing Hoosiers. I've been in the Singing Hoosiers since I was a freshman. Uh, we rehearse like every day from 3.20 to 4.45, so it's a big time commitment. Um, it basically takes up my whole life. <laughs> um, so yeah, we go on like road shows throughout the year, and we do just a ton of different things. And um, this year we were actually supposed to be going to China at the end of the year, but because of the current political situation over there, that trip is being changed to something else international. So we're not sure what that will be, but I'm excited nonetheless. If you had to choose a country, which one would it be? I have been vying to go to Australia, so I have been trying to get that to happen to no avail so far. Wait, so so you're campaigning for Australia? I have been, yes. I have been attempting to put that into everyone's minds by the only (laughs) phrase I can say accurately in an Australian accent is if you've ever heard of this it's this um if you say the words in an an American accent you say rise up lights Mm -hmm. it sounds like razor blades in an Australian accent so if you say it fast it's like rise up lights that's exactly how Australians say razor blades so that's really all I can say with that accurately without being like horrible so that's what I just keep (laughs) saying so that people will uh, vote for that, I guess. I don't know. So that's what I'm hoping. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Subconsciously putting it in everyone's minds. I really am. I'm like, hey, there's a cute little thing we should all do, like talking in Australian accents. Hey, wouldn't that be great if we went to freaking Australia? Yeah. So only time will tell. Hey, we should go like pet kangaroos or... I would love that. Hang out with some wallabies. At the Louisville Zoo, they have a little exhibit that's... um, wallabies just run around and it's open um and they typically don't get near people but as a child i tried to like run up and grab one <laughs> and we were banned from the zoo for a year and this is no lie we were literally banned because you're not allowed to do that you were banned from a i think it was also zoo? because my mom encouraged me to do it and it wasn't just like a child did it like it was like an adult and a child so so you were banned from we a were banned from the local zoo. zoo for a year and we had, like, passes. So we were, like, good customers, and they banned us. We came back the next year. So that's what happened with that. We would go to the zoo all the time, so that really hindered our um, our time in the summer. So that was great. So Wow. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> and we also, there were goats at the zoo. Yeah. And one of the goats' names was Stevie, which is my sister's name. And we were all jealous that Stevie had a goat. So my mom lied. And told us that there were goats named Gage and Hunter as well. Um, <laughs> there were not. Um, and then one day I asked them, like, where's Gage? And they're like, what are you talking about? It was like heartbreaking dream crusher. So that was great. So have you been able to get over that lie that your mother has told you? Uh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think my whole family is very manipulative, including me. So I think we're all, like, used to it. Okay. Because we're all just very loud people for the most part, except my brother who just kind of, like, sits there. And just listens, I guess. So, and we didn't realize that. Like when I was little, my friend would make, or my friend's parents would actually make me um, not talk for the first fifteen minutes of eating with them. So I had to sit there and just eat and listen. 
because I wouldn't eat if I didn't. I would just keep talking. So that was an issue. So I still remember that. And sometimes I try to enact that still. I'll like not talk for 15 minutes just to eat and then I'll talk, but then I won't any, eat anything after that. So that's it. So just shovel it all in your mouth. I just and then eat it you super quickly get... and then I can talk. <laughs> and then you can get back to talking. Yeah, that's my plan. Um, your mom is not also is not the only spitfire in your family. Your grandmother's name, you call her Big Booty Judy? We do call her Big Booty Judy, yeah. Um, she's 4'11", but she swears she's five feet tall, but we know for a fact she is not. Um, she is probably the most aggressively fun person I've ever met in my whole life. Just very... She's had she had like a hard life growing up, but it made her very like tough, I think. Okay. Whereas everyone else in our family is very like cushioned and like not as tough as she is. Like she's just very comfortable in situations where we're all not comfortable. Um she dances a lot. She knows the whole single ladies dance, like by Beyonce. She's seventy years old. <laughs> but she's so sassy and she has a very profane mouth. She's very says a lot of bad words. And I thought growing up she said a lot of bad words. We realized she was holding back, like, <laughs> because now, like, that we're all old enough, like, she really goes for it. But, no, she gets very fiery. She has, like, she's had almost, like, multiple heart attacks because of her just getting mad. Oh, like, my gosh. Just getting mad. She has a very aggressive temper, and we would have, but it's, like, funny because she's so tiny, so it's mm-hmm. almost, like, cute. Um, but we would have a thing called, when we were little, we would go to, our parents would, like, Drop us off with our grandparents, and we would for a week at like the summer, and it was called Mamaw Camp because mm-hmm. that's what we call our grandma, or besides Big Booty Judy, aka Mamaw, aka Judy, aka whatever. Um, so we would drop her off, and it was aggressive because she is not a typical grandma that like cooks a lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like ordering pizza, and if she did cook, we had to eat everything because she was just making exactly enough for like the amount of people, <laughs> and then no more. Um, but she's very like cleans all the time and it's just like very clean to a point where it's kind of like scary. Like you can't lay anything down and like, I don't know, she's aggressive, but she's so funny. And every year we do this thing where we send a message out to like everyone in our contacts that it's like Merry Christmas from Big Booty Judy. And then she dances and like we send it out every year. Oh, that's so cute. So it's this like cute little thing that we do, but she's, uh, yeah, she's definitely something in my aunt and my dad basically say that she was twice as like aggressive and fiery as she was like when she was younger really so yeah so i can't really imagine that because she is uh she's a firecracker to say the least so she mellowed out with she mellowed out with age but she's still crazy (laughs) like she's insane and she wants a party for her funeral she said she's already talked about this which is kind of morbid um, but she's like, I want a party and she wants her ashes put in a firework and she wants that shot off. She does not want anyone to be sad. She said, if anyone is sad, then they have to leave. <laughs> I've not heard that before of no, anyone. She, yeah. She's very, I don't know. She's something to say the least. Just, uh, and my grandpa, her husband is very like chill and mellow. Um, so it's like kind of works. Like he's just very like relaxed all the time. And they have a little dog named Clancy. Okay. That they adopted, adopted. You, they, uh, you have to adopt every dog. But um, basically, they had a dog that we had found, gotten from an adoption shelter, and then we decided we could not keep it because our dog did not get along with it. So we were like, okay. So our grandparents took it. Named, they named it Darla, which okay. is such an old person name. Yeah. 
And that dog, um, they loved it so much. Well, then we took care of it for a week when they were gone. And then we, they, we gave it back. It died a week later. So they still blame it on us that we killed their dog. So they have never let us take care of Clancy ever. <laughs> they don't trust anyone. They came to visit me uh, last month, and I, they were like, are dogs allowed on campus? They were not going to visit me unless they could bring Clancy. Really? No. And I was like, that's kind of hurtful. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you can bring your dog. It's fine. So, yeah. So, yeah. They're, uh, they're something, to say the least. But it's funny. That sounds, like, sad, but it's actually <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, my family is, to say the least, kind of crazy, but fun. In yeah. a fun way. Yeah. My favorite, I think one of my favorite stories that you have ever told me is about the snake when you all were boating. Oh, yeah. With so, your family. Yeah. So basically, we were at our lake house and we were out on the boats and like everyone was swimming. Everyone was in the water. No one was on the boats. It was super hot. And um, we see this thing moving towards all of us and we go like and I look at it, it's like a snake looking thing and we're like Chase like did you get like a stupid little like are you pranking we thought it was like fake and he was just like my cousin Chase we thought he was joking around well then it keeps coming at us like quick on top of the water <laughs> and suddenly everyone realizes this is very real so everyone starts ru- like swimming as fast as they can like mass panic it's still like the adrenaline I can like feel it inside my body um, running up like swimming we were swimming up to the boats and my little brother who is three at the time with his little life jacket and floaties and everything is climbing up the ladder with his tiny little body like my mom grabs him and throws him <laughs> off the ladder so she can get up she throws her three-year-old child back into the water and gets up and everyone's like mass panic crawling up like and everybody's getting on, but my aunt didn't get on. So we're, like, pulling her up on the side of the boat, like, by her leg and her arm, like, awkwardly, like, hoisting her up. <laughs> well, the snake, like, somehow wiggles its way up the ladder and gets onto the boat. And so everyone at this point has gone ballistic and runs to the back of the boat and jumps on. We're all screaming. Well, my cousin runs to the front and gets, like, a broom and is trying to, like, knock it off and everything. And this snake is aggressive. And we're all like, I thought we were going to die. Like his little like 10 year old Gage thought we were going to die. But he brushes it off and we like zoomed out of there. So we had not gone to that cove in a long time. But uh, but it's called Turtle Cove. That cove is. But we've like renamed it Snake Cove. So we remind ourselves not to go over there. So, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So did your brother ever get into the boat or was he just my sister grabbed him and she tried to get him onto the boat and she was eight so yeah my 40 year old mother at the time <laughs> threw her child but my seven eight year old sister helps him <laughs> so if that goes to show anything mom is very afraid of animals okay so she had i remember at the fair the kentucky state fair we were there and we would love to go every year it was so much fun um and she would there was a hog that got loose like a very large pig and it was like coming down the little aisle and it wasn't like aggressive it wasn't like going crazy but it was still there she pushes the stroller in front of her, like herself and like towards the hog to keep it away from us with all of us in it <laughs> so like her children again open to being attacked by these animals so i don't know she's very afraid like when she was little she was bit by like a yorkie and since then has been afraid of like dogs and nearly every other like animal but it's just kind of funny 
So okay. like everybody kind of enjoys to kind of mess with her about it. So, yeah. but you have a dog. We have a dog, but it took a lot to get that dog because she was so like she could not do it. But he's like a Shih Tzu and he's super tiny. Okay. So it's but Yorkies are pretty tiny too. I know that's the thing. But oh, I wasn't gonna tell the story, but I'll tell it. Okay. <laughs> this is horrible. This is, okay. I'll say it. So basically, mom did not like the dog mm-hmm. Oreo yeah. at all. For a long time. She did it just because we wanted a dog. This is so bad. Okay. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) mom would, before we had an electric fence, she would put Oreo out on her, like, like she would put the leash on the car. Mm -hmm. And then so he could, like, walk around. And then she would come back out and get him when it was cold. Because he would take forever to go to the bathroom. And she didn't want him to run away because he ran away all the time. Okay. Before the electric fence was installed. And this is when he was a puppy. And we came home. Uh, one day and mom had put the, the leash on there but she had forgotten no that oreo was on tied to the car <clears throat> so she had to go to the grocery and forgot and started driving down the dark neighborhood yeah driving down the street and she's on the phone with my aunt she's like yeah blah 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 and then like our neighbor jumps out of her car and is like running towards mom she's like stop stop blah 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 and she mom's like what and she's like your dog and mom's like did he get out again oh like thinking gosh. well then she realizes what she meant and she like oh god and she throws her phone and my aunt thinks there's been like a car accident yeah. because like she has no idea what's happening and oreo apparently had been dragged down the street and he was like airborne like flying oh that yeah. poor dog yeah i know and like it's horrible. So if she would have kept going and they wouldn't have stopped and she like eventually got some main interstate or the highway or whatever, she he probably would have like died. So like we we got home that day and um there was a his cage was out like open in the garage and I was like, "Why is that? That's weird." And then I we went inside and we thought, "We're getting a new dog. We're getting another dog." Yeah. So we were like so excited. We were like, "Two." And we get in there, all three of us. And Oreo's, like, laying in his bed, like, very clearly not okay. And he has bandages all on all four of his paws because they were just ripped apart, basically, like, bleeding so much. And mom had, like, called, like, a vet person or whatever to come. Like, it was this big thing. And she tells us, and we were, like, heartbroken, like, felt so bad for Oreo. But I kid you not, since that day, mom has been his biggest advocate and has been his best friend. Because I think she feels so guilty about that. And we basically told her if it wouldn't have been as a happy ending as it was. Well, it's not happy. But if it wouldn't have been a – if it would have been a negative ending, yeah. we were like, we never would have talked to you again. <laughs> Which is like would have been heartbreaking. But no, yeah. So that's horrible. But he's okay. <laughs> he's okay now, everyone. Yeah, as long as Oreo is yeah, okay I shouldn't yeah. have like this animal abuse story that was horrible. Unintentional. So, yeah. Mom's kind of like – She's a little out there sometimes, forgetful, to say the least. I don't know. She thinks she's a hypochondriac, we think, because she thinks she has everything. Um, So, like, she, our neighbor, or our friend and neighbor or whatever, is a dermatologist, Mm -hmm. one of them. And um, mom, basically, we were at the pool, and she came over and mom literally started like asking for like a checkup almost. She's like, what is this mole? Is this cancerous? (laughs) What is this? Like, constant. If you if I look on her search history, it's probably like every disease ever. 
Because she's just very, like, afraid she's going to get something. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. She's something. So what is the sledding story? Oh, okay. So this one, I was just randomly thinking about it because it was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I don't know why I thought of it. Um, but basically, we have this really big hill next to our house um, that everyone would go sledding on in our neighborhood. They would come over and, like, sled. And one year, it was super icy. So it was, like, not, like... It was icy, but then there was snow on top of it. But it basically means you would just fly down the hill. And there's a very big hill. And there were like 30 kids. And we were all going to race. So we all had like our sleds lined up at the top of the hill. And we basically line up. And there's like multiple people on each sled. There's a lot of people. And there's at least 15 sleds. Um, so I don't know what the – I don't know. Maybe there were more than 30 people. I don't know. But there were a lot of people. And we all go down the hill, but we like to sabotage each other because we're psycho kids. Yeah. Um, so people are like jumping on each other's sleds, like basically like and like blinding the other people. So like just so their sled could win, but yeah. like they wouldn't be a part of it. But at least their sled would win with the other people. Um, and that kind of went poorly because everyone had the same kind of ideas to sabotage each other. So everyone was kind of connected. All the sleds were connected. Okay. Because of all the people trying to sabotage. Well, they inevitably turn, everyone, and the first sled hits this big tree and this no. massive branch. They hit it, but then it swings back and hits everyone. <laughs> like, And we all, like, fly off, and there's just snow going everywhere. And, like, I get – and it's just, like, it feels like we were, like, unconscious for, like, hours, but in reality it was, like, we weren't at all. Um, but we get up and like, there's just snow in the air. Like, it's like, you can't see anything like a war zone. It feels like, and I look around and everyone's just laying everywhere. There's just, no one is still on the sleds. Like everyone's just gone. It was just a massive pile up of people. And like, people were like bleeding because it was ice. And like, it was kind of aggressive. Like it was very kind of traumatized. Well, it wasn't traumatized. It was actually kind of funny. And we look down the hill and there's still one person and it's our friend Bridget. And she had four people on this big sled she was on, but it, she's the only one still going down the hill. So it was like one survivor of the whole thing. So, yeah, I don't know why I randomly thought of that, but I just just very good memories regarding like sledding and things. It sounds like a fantastic memory. <laughs> it was a like... great memory. Um, So, Gage, a few weeks ago, you told me a story about a present that you got your mom for Mother's Day that went um, differently. <laughs> the w That's one way to put it, but would you mind telling that story? Yeah. So basically every year we would try to do something special for mom for Mother's Day. It usually was just like making her breakfast or something. But one year my brother and my sister and I decided um, we were going to put on a play for her. And we practiced for like a whole like three days. So this play was like a lot of work. And we basically went in our basement and we set up everything and we made like a stage area and put like covers everywhere and made like a backstage and like had, we got random lamps throughout the house that we commandeered <laughs> and made them into spotlights so that we would just, so there were all these lamps plugged in like on top of random things that we were stacking to make this stage. And um, basically we started this play. So we got mom and dad to come down there and we had a little table that we had set up that had like 
lemonade because that's the only thing we could make because we were little and well not little i was actually i will clarify this i was 11 <laughs> just clarify very um, much need to clarify yeah, it needed to be clarified and i we also had popcorn and so we started the show and it was basically me as mom wearing like a blonde hannah montana wig and we were just i was like cleaning and like stevie and hunter my siblings were like acting like we were they were the kids and she was like, and then she like takes off the shirt and there's like a Superman thing under it. And it's like, oh, like that's cute. And my dad's like videoing and he's like, oh, this is so adorable. And I'm like, if only I remember the old days, but or like how it all started. So then there's a flashback. So the flashbacks, there were three flashbacks. And the each flashback was basically reenacting the birth of each of us. So we had each of us would take turns. So it'd be one of us would play mom, one of us dad, and one of us the baby. So we would just hide under the cover of where the mom character was. But then we would come out as ourselves as babies naked. So we're completely naked. And my dad suddenly stops filming and is like, okay, never mind. This is not okay anymore. And we're completely serious. And mom is like trying to pull it together because it's just so ridiculous. But we did this three times. So we would come out completely naked each time. So it's like we would change and then run backstage and change into the wig. And like then the next person would go. So that happened. And one of the times we were running backstage, I tripped over like a lamp wire that we had set up and knocked over a whole table of popcorn and lemonade everywhere. So mom had to like clean it up. So there's very little documentation of this day, except there is a video still of before when dad stopped recording. So it's like right as I'm like coming out of like my mother's womb, I guess, um, naked as 11, 11 <laughs> years old. So it's like kind of like a lot. So mom still talks about it. And that's like she loved it, but it was very weird. And we probably it was just kind of weird. So, yeah, that was the happiest of mother day mother's mother's days probably would you say that's her favorite gift you've gotten her for mother's day oh i she loves sentimental stuff like that so probably as weird as it is she probably cherished that for years if not still because she loves that so because that kind of skyrocketed those videos into me starting my own youtube channel you had your own youtube channel Oh, yeah. It was called The Gage Show. Very clever. And I put on a character, but had the same name as me. Okay. Um, And I would basically just do random things. And it would start off like this. It'd be like, okay, this, I can't remember. Okay, yeah, this is how I was doing it. I would go, welcome to the Gage Show. This week on The Gage Show. And I added like a lisp. And it was so weird, but everyone thought it was so funny, so I kept doing it. Yeah. Um, and I remember one week, the whole episode was just me, like, hiding under a bed, like, saying that, like, someone was in our house or something. Like, but, like, I thought it was hilarious. Like, the, like, so much comedy. Like, I was like, I am a comedian. Like, I am the best. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, Fred. I thought it was going to be, like, the next Fred. Um, and one week, my brother and sister wanted to be in the show because we would just show our family and it was going popular and like everyone liked it. Um, and I was like, you guys have to argue. OK, like and then I'll pan to you and then it'll. Well, they're arguing, blah, blah, blah. And I turn the camera to them and they're just supposed to be like verbally arguing. Well, then my brother full up punches my sister in the <laughs> face 
And it was very real. And Stevie starts crying. And then the video turns around to me, like, looking horrified and then turning it off. So that was still posted on my YouTube <laughs> channel, though. Like, I had no editing process. It was, it was like, very raw. Raw footage. Like, raw. everything was posted. Uh, but unfortunately, though, there was no... The YouTube channel was... I don't know what happened to it. It just went private, I think. I turned it private. And now I can't find it. So there's no documentation. I thought... Until my junior year of high school, when my sister, who joined the theater department with me and we took dance mm-hmm. classes and like, so suddenly she was in my life like all the time again. Um, I walked into Studio One, which is the small theater at our school because I went to a performing arts school. And we go in and I hear, and all these people are gathered up like in a huddle. And I'm like, what is, what is happening? And my sister's at the center of it. And she's a freshman. She's new. So she's yeah. trying to make friends. And I think the best way to do that was to make fun of me. Oh, great. So, because I was just like, every, I, they knew who I was. So yeah. it was like going to work. And I hear, this week on that show, and it was like PTSD, like all coming back. And I was like, oh, my God. So everyone for the rest of the year commented on this, the oh, Gage gosh. show. So I had to like reenact Gage show things that Stevie somehow found. She found one video. So, yeah. So that that was fun, to say the least. And again, I think I was 11, so a little too old to be doing this, like, random, weird, creepy YouTube channel thing. I don't know. I know a lot of kids in middle school who had YouTube channels. I was a very weird middle schooler because I my parents dressed me, like, very preppy in elementary school and, like, all the time. And then in middle school, I was like, I won't wear polos. I won't wear nice clothes. I won't. And I only wore sweatpants and Nike stuff for three years. And I spiked my hair up. I spiked it up. It looked so stupid. It was so stupid. I I don't want to see a single picture of that time ever again in my whole life. It was the horrible. Was it just like, you know how people will like frost tip their hair, like spiked up like that? Or was it like a mohawk? It wasn't a mohawk. It was like individual hairs that I had like <laughs> spiked up with like pomade and gel. And it just looked nasty. <laughs> like there was no style to it. And I called it mountains. I would be like, oh, I have to make the mountains. Because apparently I thought I looked great. Yeah. But I did not. Like Taylor Lautner and Chalkboard and Lava Girl? Yes. That's what it looked like. Exactly. <laughs> with, yeah. But I had blonde hair growing up. Okay. I had platinum blonde hair until I was like tw- 11, probably, when all of this is happening. That's such like a pivotal age for you. I have 11 and so much happened. Um, and then suddenly my hair started getting darker and then it was like this weird like strawberry blonde color, but I ignored it. But then this mountain thing happened. So I had so much product in my hair, you couldn't even tell what color it was. It was like dark. It was like wet constantly. <laughs> and... um. Then I stopped doing that, like, eighth grade and, like, reverted back. And my teacher, my biology teacher, was like, it's weird that your dad has black hair. Well, had black hair is what she said because he had, like, gray hair. And your mom has blonde hair and you have red hair. And I go, I don't have red hair. What are you talking about? I have blonde hair. Like, it was like, blah, blah, blah. And then I was, like, had, like, an identity crisis for, like, months because I thought I was a blonde for, like, because I was for my whole life. And then suddenly, so it just keeps getting darker and it's still getting redder. Really? Yes. It was like, I've been noticing this. Like, I feel like it's not even halfway done. And I was talking to my like doctor about this, which is such a random thing to talk about. It's fine. Like I'm not sick or anything. Um, But he's like, yeah, that happens. But usually 
not as Jurassic as it did because I had white hair. So it's like, I don't know. So I don't know what's going on with me. I'm hoping I'm developing like superpowers in some way. I don't really know. You're the next stage in evolution. Yes, that's what I think. The ginger like evolution. I'm the first one because everyone else is OGs. I'm like, I evolved into that throughout my life. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was not born. Natural evolving, not, Natural evolving. not hair dyes. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I do not dye my hair, but I do dye my eyebrows. And I dyed my eyebrows last year, freshman year for the first time, and I have platinum blonde eyebrows still. So they have not cut up. Okay. And I showed up to Singing Hoosiers, and I had dyed them. Not by myself. I went to this place. But I was stupid, and I was just excited to see my eyebrows. I had dyed them black. Oh, gosh. So they were black. And I walk in with black eyebrows. And I kid you not, I have never gotten so much attention in my whole life. Had it, But it was negative. So let's, let's first off. <laughs> and I was like, so I could not live that down for the rest of the year. So they faded eventually. But now I've gotten it down. But I actually, for the most part, I think. But no. So that was scarring, to say the least. But I don't dye my hair. I do dye my eyebrows. Okay. To clarify. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Gage. Thank you for asking me to be on the show, Bonnie. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and tune in next time.